Welcome to the Irresistible You podcast. This is the place to get a dose of empowerment to create the life you crave and deserve. I'm your host, Amy Beltran, CEO and founder of Irresistible University. I am here to help you drop the body image issues so you can gain the confidence and lose the emotional weight to look and feel irresistible at any size. Welcome back to this week's Irresistible You episode. I want to first say that this episode is sponsored by Irresistible You, my signature course and coaching program that is designed to help you end the yo-yo diet body hate shame cycle. The program has all of the materials and information and action items and coaching and support and accountability to help you in that cycle, to help you lose the emotional weight, to help you gain confidence so that you can create the life that you crave and you can stop dreaming about it, you can stop thinking about it, and you can actually start doing it. If you are interested in enrolling into the program, head on over to irresistibleicing.com slash course. And I will also put the link in the show notes so that you can click that because I know you guys listen while you're driving and multitasking and doing all the amazing things that you're doing in your life. All right, let's do this, y'all. Let's get into this week's episode. I am excited to speak with you. I love doing this podcast. It is like the highlight of my week. I love connecting with you guys. And today, the topic that we are going to be talking about, I want to ask you the question, how much time are you wasting missing your old body? That's right. How much time are you wasting missing your old body. So in other words, are you spending time? Are you wasting time? Are you dwelling on the past when you used to weigh, you know, whatever that number was for you? Are you wasting time dwelling on the past before you gained the weight or you gained back the weight and you're you're missing and mourning the body that you used to have. And so instead of moving forward, instead of taking action to do something about that, you're spending your time and spending your wheels, spinning your wheels, dwelling on the body that you once had and how you got that body. So that's what we're talking about today. And I'm bringing this up as a podcast episode because I know I know how much time you spend wasting, how much time you're wasting on reminiscing of what you used to look like and how much weight you lost, you know, 15 years ago or five years ago. And, you know, the size jeans you used to be able to fit into that. Girl, I see you. I know they're still sitting in your closet. I know your closet has like this range of sizes just in case you get back to where you were. And even when you get to that number, you still hang on to the fat clothes. So we all have, you know, from size whatever to whatever hanging in the closet. And I'm bringing this up as well because I experienced this for so many years. For those of you that are new to the podcast, I went through a lifetime of yo-yo dieting, gaining weight, losing weight. I lost and gained weight in my lifetime so many times that I have actually lost count. Um, And each time I would gain the weight back, it was like, 
Oh, how did this happen? This is a surprise. We're going to get into that in a little bit as well. I'm going to dive deeper into that. Um, but what I would do is when I would gain back the weight as if it was some surprise that I didn't realize had happened, you know, because we don't gain weight overnight. We don't gain weight in a week. We don't gain weight in a month even. And, you know, here I would wake up one day, I'd be 50 pounds heavier again. And I'm like, oh, how did that happen? Well, it's not a surprise. So we're going to talk about that too. But what I would do is when I would fall back into my weight gains, I would then feel so sad, so depressed, and I would spend all my time obsessing about what I used to look like. And a great example of this is even when I, you know, so for me, I've never been thin never been at what we call goal weight. I've never been at a, at a, at a, like what society would consider like, you know, ideal thin weight, whatever. So when I would lose weight, I was still technically overweight. And when I was at that weight, it still was never good enough. So that was actually part of the overall problem. And I talk a lot about that in other episodes about how, you know, it, it's not necessarily about the number. And so what I would do is even when I was losing weight, it was never enough and it wasn't enough just because it wasn't goal weight, just because I still had some fat, just because I wasn't fitting in a single digit size clothes, right? So then when I would gain back the weight, I would look back at those pictures and be like, oh my God, what were you thinking? You were looking so good. You were getting so lean. You looked amazing. You looked happy. You looked healthy. You had it going on. Like you can't even fit into those clothes anymore. And so it was always that like back and forth push and pull of the grass is always greener on the other side, right? Because when I was in it and I was losing the weight, I wasn't embracing it. I wasn't enjoying it. And I wasn't... um like really being in the moment with it because it was just about, well, yeah, I've lost the weight, but I still have this much to go. But then when the weight would come back on, it I would spiral into this like cycle of mourning and feeling sad and depressed and just devastated that I let this happen again. And that is not a good place to be in. It is just the worst feeling. It does not feel good. It is not productive. It is not a good use of your time. And you are doing absolutely nothing to help propel you forward into the life that you really crave and that you really deserve. It's not helping you do any of those things. I just remember, um, like I have very so I've, I've gained weight several different times throughout my lifetime, but I have these, and I've said this before, I have these moments of extreme weight gain that I can really like look back at and be like, ooh, yeah, I remember that. And so one of them was out of high school. Like, so when I graduated high school, um, by that summer, I had put on close to 100 pounds almost. Um, it was an extreme amount of weight. It was horrible. It was probably the, the heaviest I ever was besides being pregnant. And I would always like feel, and this is probably the most disconnected I ever was of my journey because this was back when I was 18. I had zero clue about what I do now with Irresistible You and being self-aware and doing and following the guiding principles that I follow now. None of that was even in my like realm of the life that I was living. So 
I would just look at old pictures and I would look at my little short shorts and I would just feel like it was never going to happen again. I would feel so lost. I would feel so sad. I would look back on those pictures and I was like, why were you so upset about being fat? You weren't even fat. And I would look at those pictures and just feel devastated that I let this happen to me. How could I let this happen to me? How could I do this again, right? And then as I went on through my life and I would gain and lose and gain and lose, I would feel like, oh my God, Amy, you're such a loser. How do you keep letting this happen? If you hate being fat, if you hate being overweight, if you're sick and tired of the yo-yo dieting, why are you letting this happen over and over and over again? And I always felt like a victim. Every single time this happened to me, I acted as if it was a shock, as if it was a surprise, as if I had no part to play in it even happening to me. And I know I would sit there, not only look at the pictures and cry and feel sad and this and that, but then I would also dwell on, well, how did this happen again? And I would think, well, it's because, you know, my Weight Watchers buddy stopped going to Weight Watchers with me. Or it's because my husband doesn't want to diet with me. It's because my husband doesn't want to go work out with me. It's because I don't have anyone to go to the gym with me. It's because I don't have anyone to help me like like coach me into what I'm like I would always have these excuses and it was always somebody else's fault. I would also think like um, part of my story and I share this a lot over my different um, episodes and my content and through my courses is I share about how after I got married literally a couple days after my wedding I was dealing with some pretty devastating news some some big life changes and I started putting back on all my weight that I lost for the wedding and once I gained back all that weight and then some I would look back and think well if such and such didn't happen then I just would have kept going I only had another 30 pounds to lose and I'd be done by now. And so I would spend so much time dwelling on the past. I even remember, you know, times where I would say, well, my God, Amy, if you would have just got your shit together in sixth grade, none of this would be happening right now. Because I have this memory of it was around sixth grade. I had a brand new notebook. It was a journal. And I wrote on the front of the journal the story of Amy. And I wrote on the very first page, I actually still have this, so I, I like have the proof of it. I'm not making this up, you guys. I had written down, today is the beginning of my new life. I am once and for all going to lose my weight. You guys, I was 11 years old when that was happening. And then as I was going through stuff, I have this letter that I had written to my best friend in seventh grade. And it was the summer between 7th and 8th grade. It was the first time I went on an actual diet. I remember all of this. And I said to her in the letter, um, and I have the letters because we used to put them in a box and like share them back and forth. And somehow I ended up having the box of letters. I I don't know how that happened. But I put, I've lost 7 pounds so far. I've been working out and I'm on deal a meal. (laughs) I got to get, I said, I got to get skinny by September. I want to be a new person. And so even after that diet, I never got to goal. I lost about 20, 25 pounds. I was still considered overweight. And I remember years after I was 11, 12 years old, looking back and going, well, if you would have just got your shit together then, we wouldn't be dealing with this now. And so what I want to talk about today is 
how much time you're wasting doing things like that and some things you can start doing to break out of that cycle. Because continuing to stay in the cycle of just focusing and obsessing over who you used to be, it's not serving you. It is not a good use of time and it's actually very damaging to the future of who you want to become. Okay. And there's a couple different things that we're going to talk through, some different techniques and some um, some action items that you can implement so that you can get out and break this cycle. Because first and foremost, let me just say this. We have to stop looking at ourselves, at our bodies as a before and after. And that's one of my other things is I think before and after stories are complete and utter bullshit because they're not healthy. And the reason they're not healthy is because it separates who we are into these two separate people. And I want you to understand that who you are now is who you were 10, 15, 20 plus years ago. And I want you to stop looking at your former self, whether that's your fat self, whether that's the skinnier version of you, whether that's the younger version of you. We have to stop looking at that version of ourselves as a villain, as an enemy, as someone less than. And that's what I see that happens quite often in before and after stories where we have our fat version of ourselves and then we've lost our weight or we've lost a significant amount of weight. And we look at that old version of ourselves and we look at her with disgust. We look at her as this non-human person. And that, that in and of itself is part of the problem. Because that woman who gained the weight, that woman who used to be fat, who used to be overweight, that woman is still you. You're just in a physically different body. And so I want you to start looking at that woman with compassion, with respect, to understand that that person is still you. And when you can do that, you start to have more compassion for yourself. And when you look at your old fat pictures, you can say, it's okay, she just didn't know and she didn't have the right tools, the right skills, the right resources and the right mindsets to make better choices. But now I do. And so when we look at ourselves like that and that before and after in that unhealthy way, when we lose weight and then we gain it back, we're villainizing ourselves for being overweight again. We are making ourselves feel less than because the fat version of ourselves was so horrible, so disgusting, so bad, so this and so that. So now when you gain back the weight and you're no longer that skinny version of yourself in the pictures, you feel like complete shit you don't feel worthy you don't feel worthy of love from yourself let alone from anyone else does that make sense so one of the very first things I want us to start doing is to stop villainizing the before version of ourselves we have to look at her with full compassion and empathy because you didn't have what you have now when you were that person And the same thing applies if you have gained back your weight or you have gained weight and you're looking back at your thin pictures. I also want you to know the thin version of yourself didn't have what you need to move forward. So she might have got the weight off. 
She might have lost the weight through some kind of a diet, but she didn't have everything else that she needed, and that's not your fault. You just didn't know any better. So let's start to look at ourselves, not as before and afters, but as complete people that have just gone through different things. There's before and there's now, okay? So one of the next things that you're going to have to do and I know this sounds obvious, but if it was, you'd be doing it. And if you're listening to this, you're obviously not doing it, is you have to stop dwelling on the past. You just have to. Because wasting time dwelling on the past is not getting you anywhere. It's only keeping you where you are right now. And what I mean by dwelling on the past When you're doing that, you're wasting time replaying questions over and over in your mind. Things like, well, if only I would have kept going, I would have been at goal by now. If I would have kept going, uh, why did I let this happen to myself again? You know, if so-and-so would have kept going with me to Weight Watchers, I would have been at my goal by now. If my husband wanted to work out, I'd be at my goal right now. If, if, you know, so-and-so wanted to do a 5K with me, I'd be at my goal right now. When you're dwelling on the past and you're rehashing these questions and these scenarios in your head over and over and over again, you are allowing yourself to continue to stay the victim. You are allowing yourself to run the never-ending pity party. And it's a pity party that has nobody there but you. And so long as you want to host the pity party of the century... You're not going to become who you actually want to be. And so dwelling on the past and replaying all these scenarios in your mind, they are not serving you. And all that is doing is wasting your precious time and it is reinforcing the thoughts that you have about how bad you feel about yourself. And another thing about dwelling on the past and having the pity party and playing the victim and and worrying and thinking about if this happened or if this didn't happen, if she would have came with, like, blaming it on all these other people, what's really important in this step to stop dwelling on the past is that you also have to stop thinking that weight gain just, like, it just popped out of the sky and happened to you. It never just happens. You made choices. You, not your husband, not your wife, not your friends, not your mom, not your family, not your friends, not your boss, not your coworker, nobody, girl, but you made choices that got you where you are today, right now, as you're listening to this podcast. Nobody shoved the food down your throat. Nobody told you to sit on your ass and watch Netflix for days at a time. Nobody did those things except for you. So you can sit there and you can dwell on the past and rehash these scenarios and blame everybody else but yourself all day long. But until you sit down and admit to yourself that you are the one who got you where you are, that you are the one who allowed yourself to gain back the weight, you will stay stuck in this piece. And you will stay stuck in the blaming and the, and the pity party and the victim mindset. And you will, know, you will stop, you will um, never take responsibility or ownership for what you played in that. 
And I know when you're overweight and you have this struggle with the yo-yo diet, body, hate, shame cycle, there's a big, big, big issue around denial. There's a big, big issue around taking ownership. Because it's not, it doesn't feel good to say to yourself, I'm fat because I decided to make myself fat. I'm fat because of the choices that I made. It feels so much better to say, I'm fat because such and such did this to me, or this happened to me, or this person gave up on me, and if they would stop giving up on me, then I would have kept going. No, you're giving up on yourself. And when you have a lack of love, a lack of self-worth, a lack of confidence, it's very easy to blame all the things that you don't love about yourself on other people because you don't give a shit about yourself. So why does anybody else give a shit about you? So it's very easy to blame it on them because obviously they must not care. As if you're the only person in the world that matters. You're entitled to have everybody's support. You're entitled to have everybody kissing your ass doing what you need to do. Instead of you deciding, I need to do me, I need to take care of me, and if nobody likes it, if anybody is offended that I want to do this for myself, screw them. So you have to stop dwelling on the past. What in the hell is that doing for you? Please tell me what that's doing for you. Please, I would love to know how that is benefiting you today and becoming the most irresistible version of yourself that you want to become. You cannot live in the past and also want to move forward. So we have to stop dwelling on the past and wasting the time over what could have been. It happened. You are where you are. You are who you are at the moment, and that's okay. That is fine. And that leads me right into the the next step, which is we have to mourn, accept it, and move on. Okay? So accepting that you made that you that you made choices, accepting that you and you alone are what caused the weight gain. That's not to say and to overshadow the fact that it fucking sucks. It fucking sucks to gain back the weight. It fucking sucks to gain weight, period. It just does. Nobody sits around saying to themselves, I really hope I gain back all the weight I worked so hard to lose. I really hope next year I gain 100 pounds when I get depressed. Nobody sits around wanting to gain weight. And we all know weight gain doesn't make anybody feel amazing. It just doesn't. And I also want to tell you that accepting and owning up to your part in this also doesn't overshadow or diminish the fact that maybe you gained weight because you went through something traumatic. Maybe you had some type of trauma, some type of abuse, or a death, or an illness, or a layoff, or something that was very traumatic to you. Accepting it doesn't overshadow saying to yourself, you know what, I gained the weight because I'd made the decision to overeat every single day. I made the decision to sit on my ass every single weekend and Netflix and chill and shove food down my throat. That was how I had to deal with the situation. Admitting to yourself and accepting that you did that doesn't overshadow that you went through something traumatic. 
And so I think what happens a lot of times is people believe that if something bad happens to me, something traumatic happens to me, I deserve, I deserve to deal with it like this. If that's how you choose to deal or cope with something, that's on you, but you've got to own that, right? You've got to own that piece. You didn't gain back your weight or gain weight because something bad happened to you. You gained back the weight because you chose to use food as a coping mechanism. And again, this goes back to having empathy and compassion for who you were because at that time, that's probably the only way that you knew how to deal with those things that were happening to you. Or this is what I see even more frequently is you're so asleep at the wheel because you're zombie walking through life that you don't even realize that's how you're dealing with things. It's just like a, a knee jerk reaction to, to what's going on in your life. You're sad, you're mad, you're depressed, you eat. You don't even think about it. You don't question it. So, this piece of it, we have to accept that, all right, I gained back 50 pounds. I used to look like this and damn, I look good, but you know what? I'll get back there again. Instead of, I can't believe this happened to me. I can't believe I gained back the weight. What was I thinking? How did I let this happen again? If only this would have happened, if only this person would have supported me, I would have never gained back the weight. That is not serving you. And again, it goes back to you zombie walking it, not wanting to actually sit. And I mean, just sit in the fact that you are overweight again, that you have gained back the weight because that is not comfortable. So we want to just kind of like what we end up doing is we have this like disconnect in our mind from our physical body and where we are right now. And so we, we distract ourselves with all of these thoughts in the same way that you distract yourself with overeating. Because when you stop the overeating, when you stop the shit talking to yourself, what's left? You and your body. And you have to deal with it. And so one of the biggest things you can do is to just accept this is what happened and now I can start to move forward and do something differently. Because I would rather see you spending time taking very small, imperfect action steps towards the life that you deserve versus you continuing to spiral into this process of dwelling on the past, mourning what could have been, worrying about what it could have been, who I used to be, I'll never be there again, instead of saying, all right, I gained back the weight. I can't change that. I can't change the fact that I gained it, but now I can do things to move forward and lose it and create the life that I really want, okay? And side note, let's just say this. Using acceptance doesn't mean I accept that I have to stay here, okay? So when we say accept where you are, accepting where you are means I accept that I got myself here from my actions. I accept that I used food 
as a coping mechanism. I accept that I was asleep at the wheel, zombie walking through life and not being aware of the decisions I was making, which caused me to gain back the 50 pounds or whatever weight number. So accepting doesn't mean, well, I have to accept that I gained back the weight and this is just how I'm always going to look. No. Again, that becomes a choice as well, which leads me to the next, the next um, thing that you need, the next step that I want you to look at. So the next step is to admit you need a new plan. Admit that you need a plan and a strategy, period. So what happens, I hear this all the time, and I know I was guilty of it at times as well, but I hear so many of you and so many women rolling around the excuse about how amazing the ABC diet was in 1998 or if they only still had that pill from back in the 80s that was like killing it for me, you know what? I'd have no problem getting back on the bandwagon and losing the weight today. And so this is another way that you waste your time is you reminisce and you romanticize how amazing this diet was that I did. That's how I lost all the weight. If they still had that plan, if they still had that pill, if they still had that detox, oh, I'd be right back on it and I would lose all my weight. Except, except, newsflash, those are bullshit excuses. Those are absolute and utter bullshit excuses. You know why? Because... If those things actually worked, if your amazing ABC diet or blah, blah, blah pill actually worked, you wouldn't have gained back the weight. So those diets, again, that you're romanticizing were actually missing the things that you needed in your life. Those diets didn't include the principles, the guiding principles that you actually need in your life for this to work for you. Those diets that you romanticize and you think that that's what's stopping you from getting back to where you were. Again, if they were so amazing, if they actually worked, you wouldn't be sitting here crying over the weight gain you have. Because those diets did not teach you how to stop the inner fat bitch dialogue. Those diets didn't teach you how to stop shit-talking yourself every single day, 24-7. Those diets didn't teach you how to embrace and live in the moment, regardless of where you are on your weight loss journey. Those diets did not teach you how to find self-worth in yourself outside of a number on the scale and a number in your genes. None of those diets taught you those things. None of those diets taught you how to feel confident in your own skin, how to love your life in the body that you have now, not the body that you want. None of those things taught you how to actually practice self-care. The only quote-unquote self-care they taught you is how to get the weight off as quick as possible. That's it. And that is not self-care, that is not self-worth, that is not self-love, and that is not what you needed, and it's not what you need now. And they sure as hell did not teach you how to deal with your emotions when life punches you in the gut, how to deal with that without sitting in a, in a, 
a hot bath eating hot pink cupcakes. None of those diets taught you how to deal with your emotions. When, and notice I said when, life punches you in the gut. All those diets did was teach you how to lose weight inside of a bubble by following their bullshit plan, by cutting out foods that you love, by cutting out things that you really like, activities that you feel like you can't enjoy, like you can't go out to eat, you can't visit with friends because they're not going to have this and this food on the plan. All those things did was teach you how to lose weight in a bubble as quick as possible just to see a number on the scale, but did it give you any of the other tools and resources that you need that I just mentioned? No. So when life punched you in the gut, because more than likely the reason you've gained back your weight is because life has punched you in the gut at some point and you didn't know how to deal with it. So what do you do? You go back to the only thing that you've ever known how to do, which is to shove your face in the food, which is to isolate yourself from all your friends, which is to sit inside your house all weekend and watch TV, which is to stop doing the nice things for yourself that you used to do, to stop doing your hair, your nails, your makeup, putting on nice clothes. Because you don't know any other way to deal with the bad things that are happening in life. And no diet is going to make you immune to bad things happening in your life, to facing negative emotions. We all have to deal with those things. It's just part of our experience as human beings. So it's not about the diet that you were on. So right here, right now, I want you to squash all that romanticizing bullshit over the, the 90s or the early 2000s diet that you did. Stop it. Because it's not about the diet that you were on. It's about the mindset that you have and that you had. It's the mindset that you had or actually didn't have that got you back to this place where you've gained the weight again. It's the lack of self-love. It's the lack of self-worth. It's the lack of confidence in yourself that got you back where you are today. It's not the diet. It's not the diet. So we have to stop obsessing over something that might have worked temporarily 10, 15, maybe five years ago whenever it was for you. And so the way that you do that is you have to admit to yourself, okay, that worked for me then. I got the weight off, but it didn't change anything else about me. It didn't teach me the tools that I really needed. Otherwise, I would still be at that weight. And you have to admit to yourself that, okay, you know what? I need a new plan or a plan, and I need a new plan and a new strategy, and what does that look like? I need a plan and a strategy that includes how to love myself, how to feel confident, how to lose the emotional weight, and how to stop basing my self-worth around a number on the scale. Because the way that you lose the weight, the, the way that you eat, the things that you do, that's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. Because none of that's going to matter so long as you continue to think you're a worthless piece of shit. And that's just facts. And so for those of you that come to me and ask me, what do you think of the Noom app? What do you think of the such and such diet or the this? I don't give a shit about any of it. 
I don't care about your detox. I don't care about your whatever, whatever, you know, don't eat this, don't eat that plan. Like, I don't subscribe to following these plans because that is not what you need. And for those of you that come to me thinking I have a weight loss program, you're wrong. This is not a weight loss program that I offer through Irresistible You. Irresistible You is about teaching you how to love yourself for the first time, how to find self-worth, how to feel confident in your own skin, and how to implement all of these things into your life so that you stop waiting for the weight. So that whether you lose the weight or whether you don't lose the weight doesn't matter. Because if you're waiting for the weight, if you're waiting to become who you know you want to become, how old are you right now? How old are you today? And has that happened for you yet? If it hasn't, then obviously what you've been doing isn't working. And it's time for something new. Because whether you gain the weight, whether you lose the weight, girl, it's time to live your damn life. It is time. It is over time to live your life. Because you're not getting any younger. None of us are. And if you don't like yourself now, why are you going to magically love yourself just because you're thin? And obviously, you didn't because you gained back all your weight, which shows that you didn't have any self-love for yourself. Anyway, so you have to admit that you need a new plan. And if this is the type of stuff that's like, you know that you need this, you know that it's not another diet that's going to work, you know that it's not like obsessing over the type of diet that you're going to use and the type of food that you're going to eat and you want to actually work on the emotional weight, that's where I want you to sign up. That is where I want you to look at Irresistible You and enrolling into the program because that is what I teach you how to do. I do not teach anything about weight loss or food or diet. That is not me. And if that's what you're looking for, you're in the wrong place. I'm going to be very honest with you. You're in the wrong place. Because I don't teach that stuff. Because what has worked for me, girl, I eat cake. I eat whatever the hell I want in moderation. And I'm down almost 70 pounds. And I've kept it off now for almost three years. And I'm still losing. And that has nothing to do with a diet. That has nothing to do with the type of food that I eat. It has everything to do with the fact that I practice and implement the five guiding principles of Irresistible You every single day. And I will do it until the day I die. That's why I'm in the place that I'm at now. That's why I can look in the mirror at my naked body and not cringe and not feel disgusted and not beat myself up for two hours a day. That's why I can see a 3 a.m. infomercial and not be impressed. That's why I can hear Mary Sue talk about how she lost 50 pounds in two months and be like, mm, okay, good for you. Not impressed. Where the old me like, oh, ooh, what plan are you on, girl? Like, I got to get that diet. Let me find out what you're on. No. I love myself too much. To put myself through deprivation 
and starvation just to get off some damn weight. I would much rather take the rest of my life if it takes that long to get my weight off but know that every single day I am living happy, confident, content, and no longer wasting my time worrying about what somebody else thinks or about weight gain or about what am I going to look like if I gain back the weight or what's somebody going to think because I'm not a size 6. I don't give a shit what you think. You're going to like this fat roll. You're going to like these big hips. And if you don't, you can move on and go sit somewhere else because I don't want to be around people that have a problem with it. Period. The next thing that um, is really important here, you guys, I really need you to hear this. The next phase of this to stop wasting time obsessing over the weight gain is, so here's something I used to do. When I would go through that, like, beat yourself up stuff, one of the things that I would sit here and do is this. Can't believe I'm starting over again. I can't believe I did this to myself. I can't believe I promised myself I was going to start over yesterday or last week or last month, and here I am again having to start over one more time. I can't tell you how many times I had that conversation with myself and how many times I would have the inner fat bitch talk and beat myself up over this starting over nonsense. And what I mean by starting over is I would promise myself, all right, on Monday, no more bad food, no more eating out. I'm going to do the such and such diet. I'm only going to eat this, 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 and that. And when you're depriving yourself, when you're starving yourself, basically, what happens? By day three, by day four, you're right back where you used to be because it's not sustainable. It's not livable. You can't live like that. I am not willing to live in a world that doesn't let me have birthday cake. I am not willing to live in a world that tells me carbs are bad. I am not willing to live in a world of going to the doctor and them telling me you really should stop eating grapes. For fuck's sakes, grapes? Grapes, you guys. True story. There's an episode on that. That actually happened to me. Nobody got fat because they ate too many grapes. Nobody. So this concept of like, well, I can't believe I'm starting over again. Uh," Like, you have to stop the start over mindset. You just have to. And for me, that was like one of the biggest things in my weight loss journey is removing the start over mindset and looking at this. And I mean, actually embracing and looking at this as a journey, not something with a beginning and an end. Again, it's back to the before and after story. I am not a before and after story. I am then and now. That's it. I was then and now I'm now. You're then and now. You're not before and after. You're the same freaking person. And because you're a person, because you're a human, you're going to fuck up. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to overeat the the cupcakes. You're going to sit in the bathtub one night and have hot pink cupcakes and cry over what just happened to you. You're still going to do those things. You're still going to go through the drive throughs You're still going to eat the bad shit sometimes. 
And so when you look at this as like, I no longer need to be perfect. I just need to look at this as a journey. I need to do things in moderation. I need to make better decisions. I need to love myself. I need to focus on losing the emotional weight. That's when it all falls into place. And so what I see is because you're in the spiral of, I can't believe I'm having to start over. I'm so embarrassed. I told myself last week I was starting over and I told my friends and I told my boss, how about you stop telling anybody what you're doing? First of all, what if you stop telling anybody what you're doing and you just start doing this for you? Nobody needs to know. And you give yourself some damn forgiveness that you kept starting and stopping because you didn't know any other way. And now that you know there's a better way, now you can do something about it. And so if you can stop the start over mindset and then tell yourself, this is a journey. I'm not going to do it perfectly. And just like a journey in a road trip, I'm going to have roadblocks. I'm going to have detours that might take me away for a little bit or a while. I'm not always going to make the best decisions. I'm going to have hard days. I'm going to have bad days. I'm going to have really good days. But no matter what happens, I know that I deserve to be the best version of myself. I deserve to become irresistible you. I deserve to lose the emotional weight. I deserve to love myself and value myself and not put myself in situations with other people that do not value me. And so when you can look at it that way, and, and what I mean by that too, and I, this is another one of my like, I have so many analogies. I swear I need like a glossary. I say this all the time. <laughs> but when you look at, like let's just say you have a bad day and you overdo it tonight with food and you binge and you emotionally eat and you overdo it. That doesn't mean because it's Monday night, well, I guess I'll start next Monday. No, you start back in the morning. You did that at lunch, you start back at dinner. And one of the things I always say is like, you don't get to slash all four tires just because you had one bad day, one bad meal. Can you imagine on your your actual journey on your road trip? Like you're driving along and you're singing and you're dancing in the car and you got the top down and then all of a sudden you get a flat tire. Like, oh man. And you like, you pull over to the side of the road. And you're like, well, fuck this shit. I'm going to fuck it up real good. And so you take out your machete, which I don't even know why you have a machete in the car. I guess you do because you're traveling alone on a road trip, whatever. You take out your machete and you're like, fuck this shit. And you're like, I'm going to slash all these tires. I'm going to get me four new tires because I really want to spend money on four new tires, not just one. If I'm going to fuck up, I'm going to fuck it up real good. Instead of, I have one flat tire. Oh, you know what? I think I have a spare in the trunk. Well, there's a concept for you. It's the same thing with our life. Just because you have a bad day or a bad meal or whatever, that doesn't mean we have to sabotage everything else going on in our life. And that's what you do. Whether it's with the food or whether it's with relationships, you sabotage the shit out of everything else in your life. You like metaphorically slash all the tires in your life. You got to stop doing that. And let's say, this is a journey. 
And on a journey, on a road trip, you know what? I'm going to get a flat tire sometimes. I'm going to see a detour sometimes. I'm going to get stuck behind some slow-ass driver sometimes. But guess what? If I keep going, if I keep focusing and staying in my lane and listening to my music and dancing it out in my car, eventually they're going to get off at the next exit and I can keep going. When you look at it like that, everything will change for you. I promise you. Because what you're doing now by starting and stopping and starting and stopping and telling yourself that that's what you're doing, that's what you're going to keep doing. Because you can't lose weight. You can't diet in a bubble. Because you can't get inside the bubble, do your bullshit ABC diet, get to your goal weight, get to your goal size, and be like, all right, cool, now I'm going to go back to doing the same stuff that got me fat in the first place. Where's those hot pink, where's those hot pink cupcakes at? Where's this? Where's that? I'm going to just keep going back to doing all the same things. It doesn't work that way. So when you do things in moderation, when you do things as a journey, your life will change. And one other thing I want to say about this as well uh, is that um, for those of you that have gained and lost and lost and gained and done the yo-yo diet cycle for years, there's also an underlying fear that you have that the weight's going to come back. So why do th- why try anything new? Well, I always gained it back anyway, so why would I want to invest in something different? Why would I want to try something new? Why, and this is the big one. Why the hell would I invest in a program that's not even a diet when I just want to lose weight? Well, because of all the things that I've just said on this episode, because the diets that you've tried clearly have never worked for you. Because the diets that you're doing and that you've tried have never taught you how to love who you are, have never taught you self-worth and confidence, have never taught you how to lose the emotional weight that is actually holding you back. And the weight, being afraid that the weight's going to come back on, it's only going to come back on Because you decide to stay in your old routines. Because you decide, I'm going to just zombie walk through life and not be aware of what I'm doing. That's how it comes back. So, again, we have to stop wasting time reminiscing and obsessing and missing our old bodies before we gain the weight. And the ways that we do that, just to recap what we've talked about today, is First and foremost, I need you to stop comparing the before and after. I need you to stop villainizing the before version of yourself. We have to look at our befores as with compassion and empathy and actually stop the before and after stuff and let's look at then and now. Okay, it's just a mindset shift, then and now. Next, you have to stop dwelling on the past. You have to stop rehashing what could have been? I would have lost the weight by now. And it's like, you're never going to lose the weight if you keep dwelling on the past and like having the pity party of the century. Okay? So we have to stop dwelling on the past, number two. Number three is we have to have our mourning, mourn for what that was, but accept it and move on. We have to move forward. The next is admit that you need a new plan. 
You need a new plan and you need a new strategy. And it is not another diet that's going to work for you. It's just not. It's just not. The next is stop the start over mindset. We have to stop the mindset around, oh my God, I'm starting over again. How am I going to do this? I always F it up. Like that has to stop. It has to just become a journey. And on a journey, you're going to learn. You're going to have lessons. You're going to have successes. You're going to have challenges. You're going to have all the things. And when you can embrace that, and realize that you're never going to do any of this perfectly, that's when it falls into place. And I know right now you're resisting that so hard because you feel like the only way it's going to fall into place is to diet and to do it perfectly. And if that worked, hear me say this, if doing it perfectly and doing it with a diet worked, you wouldn't be where you are today and you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Food for thought. Okay, so again, this entire episode is sponsored by Irresistible You, my signature course and coaching program, which will help you lose the emotional weight. It will help you gain the confidence in yourself to break through all the body image issues, to stop the cycle and to create the life you crave and deserve. If that is something that you want to explore, if you want to learn more, please go over to irresistibleicing.com slash course. That link is also posted in the show notes below. If this episode was helpful, I want to hear about it. I want to hear what you have to say. It is so good to hear that. It helps me and it helps other women get the podcast so they can hear the message that they need to hear. Head over to iTunes, leave a quick rating and review. It literally takes 60 seconds or less, and that helps me more than you know. And if this episode, again, is helpful, head on over into the free Facebook group podcast discussion group, and let's chat. Let's talk about where you're being held back, what you're holding on to, what is the piece of this podcast that spoke to you the most. We're going to have a discussion over in the free Facebook group all about this episode. I will see you there inside the group, and until next time, you guys, stay irresistible.